Hi there, it's Paul Tizard, Fear of Flying Coach at lovefly.co.uk and I've been helping people like you for 25 years to get over their fear of flying. So in this podcast, we're going to be talking about E plus R equals O. E plus R equals O. Write that down, it's going to be really useful for you. So I came across this many years ago and I hadn't realised that how useful this is for nervous flyers because when I looked at this I used to use this for training courses and management because I've been a facilitator for 20 odd years and this I've been using the last few years. I hadn't realised until I thought about it, oh my goodness, I've been teaching something similar to this. Well, this is actually a really good and easy to remember tool for nervous flyers to think about. So E plus R equals O. This came from Jack Canfield, for those who've heard of him. He's the author, or one of the authors, of Chicken Soup for the Soul, which is a cracking good read. So if you haven't read it and you want something a bit motivational, really easy to read, then these are just packed full of great, great stories. And so I heartily recommend it. Now, events is E. R is respond or react and the O equals outcomes. Okay so how does this actually work then? E plus R equals O. So what uh, Jack Canfield has been teaching and I'm gonna, he teaches it slightly different to what I'm going to use it for with you today. So the event is the thing which happens and you have no control over that. The event is just whatever it is. So it could be uh, the crew rush past you, it could be the call bells go off, it could be turbulence, it could be anything. It could be a, a technical delay announcement from one of the pilots and you're l- listening to it thinking, oh my goodness, what does that mean? So no matter what the event is, that's actually outside of your control. So what typically happens next is the R is about what happens. So the, he calls it respond but I'm going to call it react uh, or respond because I think that makes it gives you an element of choice within this so for example a reaction could be when you see the crew rush past you you might think oh my goodness what's going on there's something there's something that happened uh, there's is this a situation uh, I should be worried should I be worried these are all automatic reactions okay what do you do next Well, the minimum is to pause and think, Okay, what evidence do I actually have that anything has happened? And then you can respond. So the reaction can often be quite automatic and you might, you know, you've trained yourself into doing this. So if you've had the fear of flying for a long time, you've trained yourself up how to be scared and you can do it really, really well and really quickly. Well done. But to respond takes a little bit of effort. It takes a moment of pausing. Because depending on what you do, your response to the event will give you a different outcome. So, for example, if I allow my automatic unhelpful thoughts, my reactions to turbulence to carry on, then I'll get myself more and more agitated. 
I'm unlikely to be able to get myself back into control because I'm just reacting and then reacting again, reacting again. So sometimes they refer to it as the first arrow and the second arrow. So the, the first arrow uh, you can't do anything about, but the second arrow you can. The second arrow is when you do that to yourself. And then every time you repeat, oh my goodness, what's going on, what's, what's happening next, and you start to relive it, then you're repeating the reaction. So if you're able to pause and do, well, there's several things you can do, but the minimum is just to pause and think, hang on a second, what's going on here? Just because it feels unsafe or I think something's happened doesn't mean that it is. Because after all, thoughts are just automatic, aren't they? And most of the time they just rattle around in our head and we don't actually have that much control over them. They just sort of like, you know, the internal chatterbox, as we sometimes call it, just like goes on and on and on and on. And if you ever sort of stop and do... Uh, some mindfulness or yoga or something like that, you'll be gobsmacked at the amount of rubbish running through your head. I'm actually doing a mindfulness course at the moment with Frederiki and Sonia. Frederiki, you may recall from one of the previous podcasts, she was talking about one of her many, one of the many strings to a bow. Uh, I don't think she's got a bow, but you know what I mean. And one of those is hypnotherapy, but she also does mindfulness. She also does EMDR. In fact, she's you know, she's a triple threat therapist, if such a thing exists. So she's just awesome. So she was talking about first arrow and second arrow. And I've been doing this mindfulness course with her. And it's just been mind-blowing because it's made me realise how often we just have this nonsense going on in our head. All these thoughts just rattling around. And so when an event happens... You get these automatic thoughts. There's not much you can do about it. You know, they just like they just kick off and they just happen. There's lots of things you can talk about with this, but let's just stick with this model for now. So E plus R equals O. Depending on what the R is that I do, whether I react or respond, will give me a different outcome. So if I react, the outcome is likely to be more fear, more anxiety and not feeling much better and not feeling equipped to deal with whatever happens next. If I can pause and respond, then I can be a rational human rather than a frightened chimp. Because we are not that dissimilar to an animal, any animal, and particularly chimps, etc. And they don't have the same amount of frontal cortex that we do as humans, so that we can bring the blood back to the front of our brain and go, hang on a second, what's really happening here? So when we're in that kind of fight or fright or freeze state that's more of our kind of default settings that all animals are fitted with and so we have the ability as a human to actually do something slightly different which is why I like this model because it's nice and simple so if all you take from this is to pause when something happens when an event happens the events out of your control if you just pause and think what am I doing or there's those thoughts, there's those doom thoughts again. I'm doing that thing I always do. And then do something different. Then you're responding, not reacting. And this will lead to a different outcome. So a very simple idea. I did write a blog about this on the Lovefly website today. So lovefly.co.uk. So that will be on there as well. But if you want to sort of look up some more around this, so the Jack Canfield stuff, that's pretty much it on that. But there was another chap I came across called Urban Meyer, and he's an American football coach. And in his book, Above the Line, he calls it the R factor. So he again talks about the E plus R equals O. 
But he says, actually, when he's training his players not to just react to a situation, he actually takes them through what's called the six steps or six different options of applying the R factor. So I'll just whip, whip through these because you can Google these or read the book if you want to. Uh, but I think there's some interesting ideas here that which which we can use and apply to our own world as people trying to fight our fear of flying. R1, R factor one, is press pause. And he says we teach our players in response to any situation they face to press pause and ask, what does this situation require of me? Interesting, isn't it? And he says that, you know, pausing gives you time to think. It gets you off autopilot. These are his words and helps you gain clarity about the outcome you're pursuing. Very interesting use of language there. R factor number two, get your mind right. Get you, getting your mind right means managing two things, what you focus on and how you talk to yourself. If you focus on negative things and talk to yourself in negative ways, this will put you into a negative mindset and your performance will suffer. Number three, R factor number three, he calls it step up. Your R is most important when the E is most difficult. In other words, your response is most important when the event is most difficult. And resilience is one of life's most important attributes. But he describes it a bit like, so because nobody wants hardship or adversity, but everybody gets it, it's inevitable. So no one escapes pain, fear or difficulty. In fact, a productive, successful life involves some amount of necessary pain. So in other words, when it happens, don't run from it, learn from it. I mean, that's something I've always said, isn't it? That none of us are born with the fear of flying, but some of us learn it and then we get into a habit, we practice it and it becomes automatic and we can do it time and time again really easily. So it's quite a gift, but we can do something different, you know, it just takes a bit of conscious effort and some practice. Uh, R factor four, adjust and adapt. If what you're doing isn't working, change it. Don't blame the event. Choose a better R, a better response. Don't hold on to what's holding you back. This is great, this isn't it really? So make sure the habits you have today are in alignment with the dreams and goals you have for tomorrow. So interesting that this isn't written about fear of flying, it's written for his sports guys. But there's so much relevance to it, isn't it? I hope you agree. R5. Make a difference. So your R is an E for someone else. I'll read that again. Your R is an E for someone, someone else. Make a difference means taking complete ownership of the experiences you give to teammates and the contribution you make to the culture of the team. The way you manage your R matters not to you, just to you, but to the guys around you. So my link to this would be that you probably travel with other people who currently still love you. But, uh, you know, it's a big ask sometimes because people with a fear of flying take some managing when you go away because you're distressed. So I mean this very, very respectfully. And for those who've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I always do this tongue in cheek. That, you know, you're a bit of a pain to travel with. You're a pain for yourself because you have certain rituals and things that you have to do. But also for other people, it has an impact. So working out how you can respond differently will mean the event that you're creating for your partners and loved ones can be different as well so that they can respond differently to you. Just a thought. And the last one, he calls it build skill. So 
Complacency is the enemy of exceptional, so grow beyond your talent. This means embracing discomfort, because discomfort indicates that change is about to happen. So you push through the pain, and if it doesn't challenge you, it will not change you. What a lovely thought. So actually, if you, this is something I noticed on the Fear of Flying courses that I've been running, you know, for 25 years doing this, and I've seen thousands and thousands of people, that some people used to come on a course and they'd say, yeah, yeah, I'm fine with it, I'm fine with it. Normally men, if I'm honest, they say, no, no, it's all fine, yeah, fine, yeah, yeah, fine. And then when it came to actually doing the flight at the end of the course, they wouldn't do it. They just say, oh, it's not for me, thanks, thanks all the same. You know, I've tried it, it's not for me. And one of the things that I found frustrating about that is that they've actually come on the course, but they already knew they probably weren't going to do the flight. And if so much so, they've just relaxed and done the day and just thought, I know I'm not going to fly and at some point I'm just going to make an excuse. Now, it's great when they do do that because at least I can talk to them and say, let's just unpick what you did today and then give them a chance to come back again. But sometimes they'll just disappear at one of the breaks, never to be seen again which is a shame. So when people get upset and people feel really uncomfortable, particularly on the, when they're doing a course, I think that's a good sign because you recognise the fact that you know where you are and you're nervous and you're anxious and you're doing something about it. Because if you weren't anxious, then you weren't aware that you're in the room. So the discomfort and the challenge is really important because then we can go, okay, I've recognised what's going on here and now I realise that I need to do something about this. And that's what I love about that particular last one because the, the fact with no challenge whatsoever, then you're not going to change. And so the moment you notice discomfort, you're changing because there's no learning without some discomfort before it. We have to go for that confused, uncomfortable, lost feeling before we learn anything. And that's what great learning is about. So I'm hoping that you found that useful. The, so E plus R equals O. It's just about pausing before you respond rather than reaction. Sometimes the reaction is automatic. It's been trained into you. But if you can pause and respond enough, then you'll get a chance to retrain yourself. And this will give you the outcome that you want. And that's why I particularly like this one. Hopefully you found that useful today. If you are looking to get some more help, don't forget we've got podcasts. There's loads of those now. There's blogs. Uh, there's the iPhone app. There's the free book. So all of these, if you just search Love Fly Fear of Flying or Love Fly Overcome Fear of Flying, in whichever social media thing you go into, we're in there as well. And the last plug I want to do is that please join the Facebook group if you haven't already. And it's called something like Love Fly Overcome Fear of Flying. I'll put a link in the description below the podcast. We may or may not be able to see it, depending on which way you're downloading this. But please join because every week there's going to be articles and the odd newsletter, etc, etc in there. But the most important thing I want to say is that it's a community and people can start to help each other. And I'm also doing a weekly Q&A. So every week, it'll be Tuesday or Wednesday, I'll be doing a 30-minute answer questions during the week. And this is all free, and it's just there to help you. Because to be honest with you, I've been very, very lucky and had a fantastic time in commercial aviation. It's given me a, a great life and some great experiences. And this is a way to give back. Yes, there are some paid 
versions of help if you want them. But if you can get some help from doing the free stuff, I'm delighted. Okay, so if you want to find out more, go to lovefly.co.uk, look at free help. You'll see also all the social media links are on there to the Facebook group, the LinkedIn, Instagram, the podcast. It's all on there. Okay, and also there's some information there for some courses that we've got coming up. So until I see you next time, take care.